Hey, what's up? Sedano and LZ with you here, and I'm simply just giving Greg and Laura, or LZ and I, both giving Greg and Laura just a little head start, make them feel good about their confidence in our confidence picks no. against the spread. No, no, I'm You're not. You're a liar. I'm not. I'm embarrassed. Nah. I'm Thank embarrassed. you, LZ. You should be. I'm embarrassed. I'm mostly embarrassed for you, George, but I'm I, embarrassed for me, too. I'm a notorious slow starter. Uh, the last time we did this when I was still part of the morning show, I was way behind and came back to finish second. I might have finished first if Raj hadn't cheated one week during Thanksgiving and didn't take our picks. Um, but nonetheless, I still feel confident in my skills. I, I feel as if um, you know the first week shouldn't be panic time. But there are certain things that happened uh, with our picks that I think we need to be cognizant of. Like, number one, if the Rams are going to keep doing this to us, they can't be my five. They can't. Because mm. I can't lose to Greg Bergman. Why got why to say it like that? Because it sounds like it's disgusting. <laughs> it's like Newman. It's like the same. So like, I can't lose to It you. does have a Newman feel to it. it I got to be honest with you. It yeah. does. I, I win you. games, LZ. I don't think you understand this. I win these games. I don't lose. I'm not here to play to lose. All right. So what exactly did we get wrong? And what did you guys luckily get right? I think we got the Falcons wrong. And um, Wait, I picked the Hawks. Oh, so that was your only one that you got right then. Yeah. We both picked the Bucks for whatever reason, which was really stupid in retrospect. We did? We both picked the Bucks. Yeah, that was really dumb. I, you know, I know why I did. Yeah. I'm team 40-year-olds. Right, right. Yeah. And then we both picked the Rams and Chargers, but they pushed. The game. Those games were pushes, so that's how it worked. Oh, well, then we didn't really lose at all. Yeah. You know who did blow it, though? The Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they blew it. That, sh- that is the most embarrassing thing um, from the weekend. There is no question about it. And I'll tell you this, LZ Granderson. Yes, George Sedano. I think the biggest difference between the Lakers and Clippers couldn't be more evident right now. Um, And it's not talent because you can make the case that the Clippers are more talented than the Lakers from top to bottom. But it is absolutely leadership or the lack thereof. For as much grief as LeBron James gets for his passive-aggressive nature, sometimes by us, at least you can say you may not like his style, but he's got a leadership style. What is Kawhi and Paul George's leadership style? Mute and absent? (laughs) <laughs> all right so I, I would say there are a couple of things afoot here number one we need to put some spec on the denver nuggets name yes they're talented you know i've long said that you know jamal murray's a top 30 nba player um you and i mean and many people have laughed at me but clearly he's inching up the ladder from wherever you guys had him he's got to be closer to 30 now because mm-hmm. he's He's been showing up in big moments. Mm-hmm. Um, two, uh, Jokic is actually in the conversation with Kawhi and Paul George, and I don't think many of us did that going into this. Oh, I, I love him. I, I He's a top 10 player in my book. There's no we, doubt. We, we I, I think when I say we, I mean like the general sort of conversation around we don't the series. Agreed. About, we don't put him in that same category as some of those guys, for sure. We do not. And yeah. Not that he pays attention to social media and took offense to it, but he is certainly playing like he belongs in that conversation. Yeah. So I think we need to, to honor that. And then it is quite possible, and I hate saying this because I love Doc, but it is possible he's being outcoached. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you it know, is that, possible. That's also part of it, too. So I think there are a, a, a few things that foot in addition to what you're saying, George. Okay, Kawhi was asked right after the game because you know how this goes, right? Mm-hmm. So after the game, the uh, Zoom press conferences happen, and he was asked very, very quickly 
did you guys choke today? And here's how that went. Kawhi, uh, just for the lack of a better term, I mean, did you guys just choke today? Uh, just went cold. We went cold in that third quarter. Um, that's, that's, that's it. Uh, we kept getting to the paint, uh, passing the ball, got a little stagnant, and we just couldn't, couldn't make shots. Um, he, he didn't come out and say it, um, but it's, uh, it does kind of feel mm-hmm. that they did choke, right? Two games in a row that happens to you, that, that is a choke. I'm sorry. There is no, I'm not that guy, LZ. Like, I don't try to be the, the carnival barker. I know some people may think I do. I just, I say what I believe, but that's a choke when it happens two times in a row. Well, I, I think a couple of things. One, um, I love the fact that there was no panic or anger in Kawhi's response. It was mm-hmm. even kill. And that's important going into game seven. You don't need emotions in game seven. What you need is, is clarity about what you need to do. Number two, um, I don't know if we can say they choked until we really have a game seven finish. Mm-hmm. Because being pushed to the brink doesn't mean you're coached. It just means you're facing a worthy opponent. And I recognize they were up 3-1, and I recognize they had leads within the series that they've, that they've lost. Mm-hmm. But it is possible, once again, that we underestimated how good the Nuggets were. Yes, yes. And, and we're thinking that the Clippers are choking because we're disrespecting what the Nuggets are. Like maybe the Nuggets should have never been down 3-1 to begin with is a conversation, too. Yeah, I, I agreed. I, I'm with you on that. And but I think that now that there there is an inherent pressure, right? And we're about to see if they're capable of of dealing with that pressure because it it is a it is a different pressure on them. They were considered one of the favorites. They were a heavy favorite. There's the historical franchise issues that are there, right? That will all creep up. All the conversations will be had about, oh, no, they're 0-7 in closeout games to get to the conference finals historically. Like, all that stuff starts to build, and we're going to see how they're going to deal with it. Now, on the flip side of that, there was a lot of talk about the Rams and the Cowboys and all the experts. The sexy pick was, hey, the Rams, they can win this. And that actually came to fruition. So the Rams, who have been to a Super Bowl, now granted they lost, understand what it's like to be both the underdog in the Sean McVay era and also understand how to play from ahead, uh, even when they're the sexy pick in this particular case. But all of that boiled down to one play. Or, you know, clearly it didn't boil down to one play, LZ. But you know how we like to do it around here uh, in the sports world. One play changed the game. Sure it did. I know which play it was, too. The uh, Jalen Ramsey play, offensive pass interference. Did he get away with one is the question. So Jalen Ramsey was asked uh, his thoughts on the pass interference call. Should it have been pass interference on him? Should it have been offensive pass interference on Michael Gallup? And here's what young Jalen said. If they wouldn't have called that, then I would have been highly upset. Um, So, yeah, that was clear as day, in my opinion. <clears throat> I don't know what y'all saw, but that's what I that's what I that's what I saw and felt out there. So here's my opinion on this. He's like since, smiling and laughing. Isn't oh, it? there's no doubt. Yeah. Since he since he has his own opinion, I'll have mine and you can have yours. Okay. The reality is, he might have sold it a little bit with the kind of uh, almost basketball soccer like flop a little bit in mid stride as he was jostling for position and arm fighting with him. But since he sold it and the re- official was behind him, all the official saw was him jerk back 
and the, and both of them with their hands up. So it felt like Gallup got the best of him there physically, and maybe he did. But all I'm saying is that Ramsey did a great job of selling it both on and off the field. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he sold it because especially the way he threw his head back, at that point there was no contact. So there was already separation, then he threw his head back. So I don't know if he had delayed reaction or he was trying to sell it. But I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this with my chest out, George. Okay. Them dogs scored three points in the second half. Yeah. So if you flew back to Dallas thinking you were robbed because of this one call in the fourth quarter. Right. And all you had was a field goal in the entire second half of that game after scoring 14 points in the second quarter, then you're doomed for a losing season. You're a flawed team. Dallas Cowboys, and you and you fans, here, you need to embrace the fact that what you might really be is just the west of Cleveland. You might be Cleveland West, in which you look at the paper, and on paper you're a Super Bowl contender. Right. But for whatever reasons, when you hit the field, you can't string it together. You scored three damn points in the second half. Right. And that's with getting away with the helmet to the head on Jared Goff, which gave you an interception that should have been called off. Right, but it, but it wasn't. So you even had an extra opportunity there. So if you're honed in on a controversial call in the fourth quarter, and you only scored three points in the entire half, you're doomed. Yeah, you are absolutely doomed. And they did get away with one on the golf one. Like even yes. like Collinsworth and Michaels are like, how did they miss that? You know what I mean? Like it's just it was really blatant in that situation. But yeah, the Cowboys. Look, man. They are forever America's team because they give us the mo- most to talk about because it feels like every year they're hovering around 8-8. Eight and eight. And I feel like this year will be no different to that. But the Rams' defense, you know, maybe it, you know, maybe it had to do with the Cowboys, but I did, I did think the Rams' defense played better than I expected, particularly those linebackers that Greg Bergman uh, was saying would be a weak spot. Didn't look like a weak spot yesterday, Greg Bergman. It did not. They looked really good yesterday, and I'm, I was impressed with their defense. Kept Dak down basically the whole game. Yeah. Laura, is, uh, it, did we select the Rams as your new team? I'm not ready to marry anybody yet. Okay. Yeah. Are you well, dating? I, like I can date. I can be engaged, but I'm not mar- like married. Mm, I don't okay. know if I can You're not going to date the Rams then? You're going to wait to see who's I mean, I could. No, I can date. You know what? <sighs> You can date more than one person. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. That is true. That's yeah, true. that's fair. You can love right. more than one person. All right. Uh, all right. You can be faithful to more than one person. Maybe you. Ooh, Maybe I don't know about that. Can you really? I mean, okay. Uh, all right. I've Come, read books and seen movies. Coming up next, we'll see if the Chargers uh, can sneak into this conversation with Laura. She was very adamantly against the uh, the the Chargers last week, as Laura is an NFL fan free agent. Uh, but Joshua Kelly, UCLA's own Joshua Kelly, scored a touchdown. He's going to join us in two minutes. Stick around. Sedano and LZ here on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. A great weekend. Week one of the NFL. We were just talking about the Rams victory. The Raiders got a win, and the Chargers got a win. And Joshua Kelly, UCLA's own, uh, joins us now here on the Celebrity Hotline. Morongo, play it safe. Good times. Uh, Joshua Kelly had 12 carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. First of all, young man, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us. What was it like to play in your first NFL game and score a touchdown? What was that like for you? Take me through the emotions of it. (laughs) Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, man, it was it was exciting. It was a great you know it was a great moment out there for all of us to get a finally chance to play some football. It's been quite a bit, man. But getting out there with the guys and uh, it's my first game scoring a touchdown. You know, obviously something huge for me. But I'm even happier that we got the win. Getting the win is one thing. Getting the win because you actually did something to help get the win in a very tangible way is something else. Talk to us a little bit about not just planning your first game, but making a huge difference in your first game. Oh, man. It was just me just trusting in my preparation and coaching. Uh, we have excellent coaches. We have an outstanding offensive line here. And we have great veterans, Austin, JJ, all those guys, man. They really helped me out and uh, got me prepared for this week and uh, – Coach told me, he was like, just get ready. Just make sure you're prepared and ready to go. And uh, I think I did just that, just making the most of my opportunities. Joshua Kelly of the Chargers with us here, of course, UCLA zone. Um, What was it like after the game? Who was the first person that you saw text you? Like, who hit you up afterwards? (laughs) It was actually a lot, man. I remember, um, so it was crazy. I just, I didn't even unlock my screen, but you get notifications before that. I've seen a whole bunch of stuff, but I remember I saw my mom and my girlfriend and my brother. Those were like the top three. And, uh, man, they were so juiced and excited for me. A lot of family friends reached out. And, uh, I really appreciate their support, you know. They really molded me into the person I am today. You not only went to UCLA, but you're from the wood. And you were yeah, here at man. a time, and you spent most of your life without a football team being local. What is it like mm-hmm. playing for a team finally in your hometown? Yeah, it's 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 so crazy, man. Like, um, I wasn't expecting it, that's for sure. Uh, but God is good, you know. For me, man, it's playing here right in L.A., over here in California still, man, it's, it's huge for me because, you know, I've been around Southern California my entire life. So getting a chance to really play for UCLA and for the Chargers right now, that's a blessing, you know. I just can't give enough credit to the coaches and my peers and family who really helped me get to this point today. Joshua Kelly with us here of the Chargers. Running back scored a touchdown in yesterday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, look, for those that maybe not uh, are not as familiar with your story, you played at UCLA. You were at UC Davis before. Um, yeah. For those that don't know how that transition happened, uh, we've spoken. I've spoken to you before a couple of months ago when you got drafted. But um, can you elaborate? Can you explain to people like that entire process of how you ended up at UCLA? Yeah, man. Of course. <laughs> so uh, out of high school, I was a two-star recruit. I only had one offer, and my only offer in high school was to UC Davis. So man, I jumped on it. You know, I met awesome coaches there, awesome teammates, players. 
really enjoyed my time there. And then after my sophomore season, whole coaching staff got fired. Everybody had to go. And uh, for me, I had to make that decision for myself. If I wanted to stay or if I really wanted to challenge myself and really play some big-time college football in the Power 5 Conference. So I really made that decision and really bet on myself. I've always believed in myself. I knew I could do it. I just needed an opportunity. And, uh, man, UCLA, that was a journey just getting there. I reached out to Deshaun Foster. He was a legend there. Played for Carolina Panthers as well and just reached out to him. I called him every single day for about two and a half months. He, he finally answered the call. He gave me a little walk-on tryout. Uh, came there, did well, and told me, he's like, yeah, man, we'd love for you to walk on. And, yeah, man, walked on to UCLA. <laughs> that's absolutely incredible. Something else that's incredible <laughs> about you that a lot of people don't know is that before you even became a an official charger, you were already willing to use your platform to help raise money for St. Jude. Can you talk to us oh, why yeah. you chose St. Jude and – what can we expect from Mr. Kelly in the L.A. area going forward as far as philanthropy yeah, is concerned? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Uh, St. Jude, man, it's just so amazing for me to see so many kids and uh, people over there who really don't have a chance to get to play football or to do any of these things they may dream about or try to do. And that's a big part of me just giving back and making sure that, okay, I'm blessed to be able to play this sport. A lot of kids really can't. And uh, for me, man, that was just huge, just getting a chance to represent them. And that's just a big part of who I am, man. I'm grateful for where I'm at. I know thousands of kids would love to be where I'm at today. So me get a chance to do whatever I can to help them donate, visit, anything, man. It just means the world to me because, you know, you can, you can rush for yards, get touchdowns and all that. But what are you really doing in the community? How are you really inspiring other people, helping them? So that thing is always huge for me, so. St. Jude, man, I really have a lot of respect for what those kids are going through. For sure, tougher than any of us. Joshua Kelly of the Chargers, running back with us here, UCLA zone. Um, you mentioned earlier that you know, mom had sent you a message, girlfriend. So many people had sent you messages, but you know, those messages from mom have to be different. Like, what was that? Did you call mom later? Did you did you just hit her back on text? Like, what was the conversation like with mom? Yeah, so I actually called mom the night before. <laughs> Okay. That's the crazy part. I called her the night before the game. I was telling her just everything I was feeling. A lot of excitement, a lot of nerves, um, juice, just a lot of emotions, man. And um, she told me, uh, I've been watching you and your whole journey playing football ever since I was in Pop Warner. And she was just telling me, you just kept believing in yourself. You believed in God and your faith, and you just kept going and working hard. She told me, like, you know, it's going to obviously be different. The guys, everyone around you is better, faster, smarter, but football at the end of the day man you got to where you are and you're prepared for this <laughs> so you know she gave a prayer over me and just told me go out there and just do what you do don't overthink it so i went out there and uh after the game got a text from her telling her she's proud of me and everything that she wants me to keep working hard and how for me i got to make more guys miss and just keep getting that first down for the guys <laughs> but, uh, yeah she, great. she's funny man she's a football fan so she knows what she's talking about Sure. <laughs> but but wait now, and your mother's name is Jacqueline, is that correct? Yes, Jacqueline. Okay. So did Mama Jacqueline make some sweet potato pie for you afterwards, some collard greens? I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, prayer is one thing, but uh, I mean, we had Auntie Chella on. Wish. With, come on now. I know, I know, I wish. Uh, we got back pretty late. 
we got back past midnight, so I didn't get a chance to see her. But man, <laughs> I could just text mom and be like, "Look, this is what I want." Pretty sure she would do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, awesome. I'll text her if you want me to. Cause, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I mean, we just we LZ just referenced the uh, the verses that we saw with Patty Labelle and Gladys Knight. Uh, I would imagine you're a big music fan. Is there any of these verses that you've been glued into? I know you've been trying to you know get ready for the season or not, but you know and whatnot. But has there been anything on IG that's caught your attention in those verses battles? Oh man. You know what's funny? Uh, I'm a huge music fan, you're right. Really huge into just about any genre you can possibly think of, and I really mean that. But uh, for the verses, for me, I'm super into God, a Christian, so seeing Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond yeah, you know, dog. Those two go back-to-back and just doing that concert, that was amazing. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was amazing. Sure my favorite. But Fred's from Detroit, too, so you know I was our oh. team Fred Hammond. Oh, yeah, man. Come on now. He's he's one of the best. He's awesome. He has a whole catalog of songs I grew up with. <laughs> can, you, can, can you give us some bars? Oh! Uh, huh? <laughs> you know you heard me. Can you give us some bars, dog? Can you sing a little bit? Can you give us a little something? Oh, something? man. That's what you, I thought that's what you asked. I was like, oh, man. I hope he doesn't want me to do anything. <laughs> I don't have a voice, man. I can't. <laughs> That's one thing. I do not have a voice at all. <laughs> it's all right, bro. It's all right. So what is it like being a rookie with no fans, being a rookie with no preseason? Like you have nothing to compare it to, but I'm sure there was an expectation or a hope when you were growing up that when you ran in for your first touchdown, there would be a large crowd to cheer you on. Or boo you. <laughs> or boo. Oh, man, that's interesting you said that. Oh. So yeah, my first game in the NFL didn't didn't look like how I imagined it at all. I imagined the whole packed stadium, roaring fans, going crazy, going nuts, and uh, you know the whole atmosphere would be so like really lit and turned out there. But obviously, you know, we got to create our own energy. And um, for me, I've always you know just envisioned it that way. Every single game, I approached it that way. But um, you know, it's an adjustment this year, but. I'm just grateful that we're playing football, to be honest, especially with the circumstances going on in this country. So, yeah, I'm just really grateful for just being out there. Who got the game ball? Oh, man, I think the game ball went to everybody, man. We got the win, especially week one on the road. (laughs) Everyone, man, especially the offensive line and the defense. No, the defense deserved it. The defense kept us in the game. And, man, those guys really deserved the game ball. No, nah, dog, but there's only one ball, though. So where did that ball go? <laughs> you all being a good yeah, teammate yeah. and stuff, but well, who got the rock? <laughs> Man, you know what? Uh, it's just offensive line. You know, they did great. Protected right. us. The quarterback protected everybody, and they were awesome. Joshua Kelly of the Chargers scored his first touchdown in his first game as a rookie in a win for the Chargers against the Bengals. Hey, Joshua, man, listen, we need to do this more often. Can we hit just hit you up? We love talking to you, man. You're such a great young man, such an inspiration both on and off the field. Can we hit you up more regularly? Oh, man, definitely hit me up. I really appreciate that, man. I'm just trying to do my best. So, yeah, definitely hit me up. I would love to come and join. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, right. thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yeah, you show up, thank and then I'll, I'll hit up Fred me, and see if we can't get you in the RC in the background somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, Joshua. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, All right. Brother. Thank you, guys. All right, man. Take care. There he is, Joshua Kelly of the Chargers. What a nice young man, huh, Elsie? 
Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, and mom, I mean, come on. There's so many mamas back there who are so responsible for so many men. But when you hear that kind of clear football talk, not just you can do it, baby, but like they actually know the game and can talk to you about you need to make more misses in the backfield and stuff like that. I love it. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. But but mama needs to get on that sweet potato pie kick, though. She needs to make sure, baby. <laughs> yeah. Make sure he's fed right afterwards now. Come on. For now. sure. Hey, we're going to be back in about uh, 90 seconds or so. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Sedano LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Yep. Thanks to Joshua Kelly, UCLA Zone, now with the Chargers, scored a touchdown. He joined us in the Celebrity Hotline, th- courtesy of our friends at Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Uh, LZ, back to basketball here real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, man, <laughs> do you believe in the Clipper curse? Like, do you believe that's a thing? Like, do you believe in curses, I guess, before we even get to the Clippers part of it? I believe in curses, but I don't think the Clippers are suffering from a curse. Oh, you don't? I don't. Okay. I don't. They're 0-7 in closeout games on their way to the conference finals. Um, uh, Carrie Champion once uh, famously said to me and Amin on SportsCenter, the Clips are going to clip. clip. Yeah. 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 Clips going to clip. Listen, I I, I will say this, that – if there's a Clipper curse, it's only because we bring it up and it gets in the new cast's head. So if we're, if we're it's a normal circumstance and, you know, we were all in the locker room after game six and we're mm-hmm. peppering them with all these questions about what happened, what happened, what happened, what happened, and then they start internalizing that and they played even worse in game seven, then I would be like going, the Clipper curse didn't impact them. Questions about the Clipper curse did. But in this situation, I can't – it's hard for me to say this franchise can't get to the Western Conference Final because they never gotten there. I just feel as if it's just – oh, hell, forget it. They're cursed, man. I, 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 <laughs> I was waiting. To, like, what I the keep, hell? I keep trying to find a logical explanation, but it's like they are cursed. Okay, okay. They're cursed. Greg Bergman, is the Clipper curse real? Absolutely, it's real. Are you kidding me? What team can't get to the Western Conference Finals after having a three-one lead consistently? They did. They did it to the, against Houston when they had Blake Griffin and Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan. There's been articles written about cl- the Clipper curse. This is a thing, George. What's Laura, liable a Clipper curse or a playoff Rondo? Clipper uh, curse. Um. Uh, Clearly, the Clipper curse seems more reliable than even Ron- playoff Rondo at this point. Um, Laura, do you believe in the Clipper curse? Yes, and I will feed into it because I hate the Clippers, so I'm all for it. There is going to be that, LZ. Like, there's going to be a lot of that now where you're going to hear about, oh, they haven't won 0-7. And, you nope. know, Ka- Kawhi and Paul George and all those guys, like, they felt like, ah, you know, we're good. This is different. But now they find themselves in the very same spot that other greats that have played for this franchise, like Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan uh, were in, right? And we thought that team also, you know, that team also famously blew a 3-1 lead. Well, I, I, I think 
when it comes to this particular roster, there was a sense that things would be different because of the arrival of Kawhi. And also, by the way, they changed owners. And this is Steve Ballmer, someone who is passionate and cares about this team and wants to win. Mm -hmm. They're just a different team than the Chris Paul team. And so that's why I was having a hard time, George, accepting the fact there was a Clipper curse because I was like, that just doesn't make any sense. There needs to be some other explanation. Like, what's going on? But at the end of the day, it just is what it is. Until they make it to a conference final, they're just cursed. And and the only way to get past it isn't to ignore it, but it's for them to actually win a game seven. 877-710-ESPN. Do you believe in curses, but do you specifically believe in the Clipper curse and why? 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. We're going to ask you guys that. I'm going to take some quick calls on the other side. We also have what you need to know and a new segment every Monday. Instead of Monday morning quarterback, we're going to play Monday afternoon quarterback. We'll tell you what that's all about, plus a great moment for the Laker family. All coming up. Stick around. We are back in less than four, in about four minutes or so. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, what you need to know with Sedano and LZ brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. LZ, the Dodgers completed their series with the Astros this weekend. They uh, got one uh, yesterday. But the big story is, well, twofold. The fans giving the Astros all sorts of grief as they were traveling into Dodger Stadium on their bus. And, of course, the uh, music that was played for the batters of the Astros, which were all meant to troll the Astros, all sorts of themes there uh, that we will have Alden Gonzalez on at 5.30 to discuss. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the plan was for us to be there to passionately boo and spit at this cheating squad. And because we weren't able to do either one, I felt as if our passions were being deferred. So I was really glad to see not just the fans going to greet them with booze as they drove by on buses, but more importantly, that the organization said, you know what? We're not going to forget about this. We're going to find our own way to let you know that we didn't forget. And even though we're not going to necessarily come at you with baseball, it's going to come at your ears with the music. And I loved it. They did. So some of the songs that were played, and we'll talk to Alden Gonzalez about it at 5.30, Lion Eyes by the Eagles, The Sign, Ace of Bass, Banging on a Trash Can, <laughs> uh, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, etc. Bang on the Drum uh, by Bang Todd Rundgren. Uh, yeah, so there were, those are just some of the uh, things that were done uh, to the Astros. By the way, uh, the Padres and Dodgers start a series this weekend. Padres only two and a half out, LZ. I told you, you got to at least have a healthy fear of them. Uh, do you have at least a healthy fear now? No. I'm scared itless. Okay. I'm beyond healthy fear. I'm like, what's happened? Because we've been playing about 500 ball over our last six, and they've won seven in a row. Okay. So yeah. now I'm scared. 
Yeah, Greg's still not scared, right, Greg? No, not scared. We've had some issues with the uh, with the starting rotation with some injuries. Once they're all healthy, no problem. Okay, Laura, worried at all about the Padres? Nah, we're good. Okay. Uh, Monday Night Football, LZ, we got a doubleheader tonight, Giants and Steelers. Giants lead right now 10-3. to This is going to be a telling season for the Steelers because of Ben Roethlisberger and his injury history and his age. You know, first of all, shout out to Eli Manning. I thought he was done, but he's playing really well right now. That, no, it's Daniel Jones, actually. Oh, never mind. Just then. looks like Eli. Man, never mind then. Yeah. Um, you know, it's – can I be honest with you? Yeah. I really don't care about the outcome of this game. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Tennessee and Denver will be the nightcap later tonight on ESPN. Uh, Speaking of the NFL, LZ, NFL teams showed a number of different ways of bringing awareness to social justice yesterday. Uh, The Dolphins didn't come out, for example, for the anthem at all. We saw the Rams and Cowboys doing their protest in uh, or bringing awareness while they were standing in the end zones. Uh, So there are a lot of different teams that use a lot of different uh, tactics, basically. But I got to be honest, as far as the players are concerned, I could not have been more proud because pretty much every single game had some form of awareness that was being brought to the table. Yeah, you have to be, you know, pleased that more players were willing to use their platform in that fashion in terms of awareness. But I've been saying this for a few weeks now, if not a few months. Um, We're aware now. Now it's time to move on to phase two of this conversation, which is identifying entry points and then pushing your resources to get through those entry point doors. So, you know, jerseys and phrases like in racism, thinly veiled in in the end zone in green, so you can't really see it too well. Stuff like that is all fine and dandy demonstrations, lift their voice and sing, that's all great. Are you registered to vote? Right. (laughs) Do you know who your local city council members are? You know, that to me at this point is where we need to be talking about. No question. No question about it. And the last thing for you here and what you need to know, Pau Gasol and his wife had a baby, uh, and it's now called, uh, the baby is called Elizabeth Gianna Gasol. So, uh, middle name Gianna in honor of Gigi and the Bryant family. Pretty cool stuff. It's absolutely beautiful, man. And I mean, we just needed stuff like that. Yeah. You know, one of the things that was really beautiful about last night was, as you were looking at the comments during the, the verses, the number of people that were saying, we just needed to feel good. Mm-hmm. And that made us feel good. And when I saw this story about Powell and his wife, that made me feel good. And we need some of those. A hundred percent, man, especially right now with everything we're dealing with in this world. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. You've heard of people Monday morning quarterbacking. Well, LZ and I, each and every week at five o'clock on Mondays, will Monday afternoon quarterback. Hit it. So here's how this works. Elsie and I will give our quick takes on every game that went down, or at least the ones that matter. And in week one, pretty much they all matter. Uh, so Elsie, we'll start with the Rams and Cowboys. My biggest takeaway, stop sleeping on Sean McVay because he's going to be ready for you in year number three. What do you make of it? Listen, I don't know who these people were that kept talking about how the Rams weren't going to finish 500. They might win five games, blah, 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 blah. Listen, they weren't bad last year. 
They weren't. They had the exact same record as the Dallas Cowboys y'all seem to love so damn much. So I'm not going to sleep on Sean McVay. I was pleasantly surprised by the defense, not because I didn't think we had the players, but because this is a new coordinator, and I didn't know what he was going to do. Correct. But he did something awesome. He adjusted, which is why yeah. Dallas only scored three points in the second half. Yeah, and I think that Dallas will be overrated again. And you know what? I feel like Dak made a huge mistake here. I don't think Dak is going to – I think he's going to regret not signing that deal. Uh, I could be wrong, but that that's how I feel after watching them this weekend. Uh, next, Raiders and Panthers. Now, Greg, I know that your team won, and you're probably all excited, and yep. we'll get to you in a second. But the f- best thing about this game, LZ, it wasn't Derek Carr – Right, it wasn't uh, you know just an explosive offensive performance. It was John Gruden's hair and the lack of it. I thought that stood out to me um, when he took off his hat, and we noticed that uh, Gruden, who usually has a very beautifully manicured hair, uh, did not have manicured hair. There was a lot of skin there. I noticed. Bro, if anybody's losing quarantine, it's him. Because <laughs> not only did the hair go away, I think the hair turned into fat and it's stored in his belly. I was yeah. like, "What the hell happened to you, John? Baby, yeah. get a treadmill, get a get a uh, not or something, man. Because, whoo, you are not the boy wonder anymore. And I know it happens to all of us, but you're right, man. When he took off that hat, that just completed the look. Yeah, it was very strange, uh, certainly. But uh, Josh Jacobs continues to be the bell cow there, and yeah. if they can ride Josh Jacobs, who had three touchdowns yesterday. Um, and Carolina's defense did their best to keep him in check. Uh, I think that good things will happen for the Raiders. Yeah, they looked they looked good yesterday. Now I don't know how much of this was just Teddy's on a new team and then yeah. preseason. Blah 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 blah. He didn't play awful, but no, you just, I thought he was fine. He was yeah. fine, you yeah. know. But maybe there's greatness in there, and it's more they play the the more that greatness have an opportunity to show. But congratulations yeah. to the Raiders. Yeah, congratulations to the Raiders. Next. So the Los Angeles Chargers get a win yesterday on the road. Shout out to our boy Joshua Kelly who just joined us. If you missed it, uh, subscribe to the Sedano and LZ podcast. Uh, Look, the Chargers defense was exactly what it was billed to be, really bleeping good. And on the flip side, Joe Burrow, LZ, look, at times I thought he looked really good, and at other times he looked like a rookie. He missed a wide-open A.J. Green, but I thought overall – I was fairly impressed with Joe Burrow against what I think is going to be one of the better defenses in the league. If you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, which I'm assuming they exist, um, you need to be encouraged. Yeah. You definitely need to be encouraged because that's a real defense that the Chargers have, and they were struggling at times to contain the offense that Josh Wood, that Mr. Burrow was able, Joe Burrow was able to, to execute. But I will say this, George that it's a lot easier for a rookie quarterback to look good if he's got legs. And, and Burrow obviously got he legs. He can move. He yeah. can move. Yeah, he can move a little bit. Speaking of quarterbacks that can move, next, the Pats and the Dolphins. Mm. So Cam Newton and the Patriots, LZ, they might be better than we thought. The playoffs are not a crazy idea. Bill Belichick is basically running the offense he ran with Jacoby Brissett, except now he's doing it with a former MVP. His ability to run is so special, and New England's scheming was perfect uh, and perfectly executed against a team in in the Dolphins that has a a head coach who knows, in theory, what Belichick and Josh McDaniels want to do and, and still were able to dominate late in that game. 
I'm very impressed with Cam and the Pats. Man, I'm going to be honest with you, George. I'm nervous. I had the Pats winning this division. I thought playoffs were a guarantee. Ryan Fitzpatrick threw three damn interceptions yesterday. And that game was not decided in the third quarter. No, but the fourth, the Pats dominated it. It was the Miami Dolphins, man, with a quarterback that's arguably one of the worst that's starting, and he threw three picks, and they got 21 points. I know. I would be nervous. Okay. It's early. See, so you're on the other side of this. Okay. That's fine. I I, I think that this is going to be what the Pats do. They're not going to score a lot of points. They're going to play defense and run the ball. I mean, we had, a week, we had a week in week one where the quarterbacks ran more than the running backs, uh, which we'll get to uh, in a little bit, too, because Cam wasn't the only guy running. Uh, 15 of 19 for Cam, an excellent, um, efficient game for him, and he sure as hell ran the ball pretty damn well. All right, next. Bucks and Saints, LZ. Man, this uh. Brady thing, whoo! at worst, could be disastrous. At the very least, it's going to be a roller coaster. Brady now has the second most games, consecutive games, with a pick six behind Matt Schaub historically. Ugh. I don't think he looked good. I don't think Breeze looked good either. Father time is undefeated, and it showed yesterday with those quarterbacks. Yeah, man. I mean, my default is always to go towards the GOAT until they prove otherwise, and I think they proved otherwise yesterday. Neither one of them looked too impressive, to your point, but Tom Brady, I mean – if they were, if all they were going to do was have them Jameis Winston like moments, they could have just kept Jameis. <laughs> I mean. Well, to your point, Breeze carried that franchise for a long time, but at least the Saints look like because they have continuity, they're balanced. They have the team that can help carry him now mm-hmm. at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're way more balanced now, and you can see why he was thinking about retirement and things of that nature, but. Tom Brady had the number one sales in jerseys. A lot of people are expecting a lot of great things from him. Yeah, uh, it's early to your point, but like I said, if if pick six were what they were looking for, they already had that. Next, Cardinals and Niners. This one was an upset, and I'll tell you this: we talked about it, LZ, last week. The Cardinals are going to be a pesky team. They are fun to watch. They're going to surprise us. Um, those dudes on the inside of that building, and Andre Hopkins and Kyler Murray talked about this in the postgame yesterday, they feel like they're better than people are giving them credit for, and they know how good they are in that building. Uh, that combination particularly is going to be lethal. Watch out for Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, listen, I you know spent a lot of time in Phoenix. Had a chance to see quite a few of the games last season. Two things stuck out. One, y'all have no idea... No idea just how small Kyler Murray is until you're in the building and you see his little butt running around like a little bad five-year-old. But number two, that team can move the rock. They can move the rock against anyone. And I don't think last night was a fluke. Um, They had given the 49ers trouble last year during Kyler Murray's rookie year, so I wasn't too surprised by the end result this go-round. But don't think this is a one-off. They're going to be a constant threat. To your point, George, for every single team they face because they can move the rock. We're running out of time here, so let's uh, get through these last couple of games quickly. Next! Jets and Bills, very succinctly. (laughs) Sam Darnold, dog, what happened? And Adam Gase, you stink. The Bills, you're good. Yeah, man, that's just... Is is there any QB besides Mr. Allen that's decent from that draft in the first round? Uh, Lamar. 
That's right. He was the last pick in that round. Which leads us to next. Ravens and Browns. Lamar looks smooth as hell yesterday, man. And Baker Mayfield, I'm ready to say it, LZ. He's going to be a bust if he's not already. I don't think he's going to be a bust, but he's not going to be a Brown. I, don't, I think he needs a, a redo. They're the Clippers of, of the NFL. You know, you can put as much talent as you possibly can on that roster. They appear to be cursed for whatever reasons. That first quarter was 10-6, to 6, like going, okay, all right, okay, all right. And then, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Browns are going to Brown. You pretty much. Next. Seahawks and Falcons. Russell Wilson, Chris Carson put on a show, LZ. Uh, Chris Carson is the first Seahawk to catch two touchdowns in a game since 2008. Russell Wilson, the most yards ever in a season opener by a Seahawk. They dominated an Atlanta team that was supposed to be a sexy pick to win the NFC South. Uh, Listen, Pete Carroll and company, the demise is not anywhere near, that's for sure. No, Russell is probably going to win MVP this year. Um, Many thought he should have won last year if it wasn't for the video game-like numbers of Lamar Jackson. But Russell Russell Wilson has been one of the top QBs in this league for at least five years. At least, for sure. I'm with you. Next, Colts and Jags. Fairly simple. Man, <sighs> Phillip Rivers, it may be over for him. May? Like this thing in the fourth quarter. Did you say may? That, that, that's it. For, most turnovers in the fourth quarter of a one-score game since 2016 – Phillip Rivers leads the pack with 15. The next names are Jameis, Bortles, Cousins, and Eli. Not a good list. No, not at all. But listen, dog, last year I thought Phillip Rivers was trying to get Coach Lynn fired by the way he was playing. No, he's just – that's who he is now. No, that's just who he is. He's just – he's done. Yeah, it's over. It happens. Yeah. Next, Washington and Philly. Riverboat Ron is back. Hopkins and company scored 27 unanswered. Do you believe that Riverboat Ron can finally be the guy to turn that franchise around, LZ? I need to see them face somebody other than the Eagles. Why? The Eagles are supposed to be good. Yeah, I know. And Carson Wentz is supposed to be this and blah, blah, blah. But what do we have? Yeah, they, you know what they remind me of? With Nick Foles, man. They remind me of the Clippers a little bit, where they're like overconfident in them in themselves. Yes, and the, but the media really loves them. They do. And really loves Carson Wentz, even though he hasn't done a damn thing. Yeah. He hasn't done anything yet. N- nothing. Next. He almost won an MVP, then he got hurt. Uh, <laughs> last one for you. Me too. Lions and Bears. Lions, dog, how does that happen? How do you let Mitchell Trubisky beat you, LZ, your squad? Sun got in our eyes. <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch, man. Steve and I are sitting next to each other. I got my Detroit Lions jersey on. Yeah. And it's the third. It's the beginning of the fourth quarter, and he said the words that no Lions fan should ever say. What's that? We got I think this? we're going to win this one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I said, shut up. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. It was too late. He had put those words out there. And immediately the football guys woke up and says, wait, what's happening in line five? Oh, hell no. Beep, 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 beep. All right. That is Monday afternoon quarterback. Every Monday at five o'clock, we will do that. Uh, Coming up next, the keys to the Lakers' success is more than LeBron and ADLZ. I'll tell you what that's all about coming up in two and a half minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.